Hi, John. Good morning. How are you? Well, good, Marissa, and, and I'm glad that everyone finally gets to meet you because you are <laughs> behind all of this work that, that we call The Huddle. And I uh, want to start, first of all, with, by thanking you for uh, everything all year long, because if you hadn't uh, put this together with the team in the studio, we wouldn't be able to, to share these messages and share these great stories. Well, thank you so much, John. I appreciate it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And if you can believe it, we've done 26 episodes so far. Usually it's you interviewing a guest. So we've had some really incredible people, but you also just wrapped up your first year as Walmart US CEO. So we're flipping the script a bit this time, and I'm going to ask you some questions. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. All right. So let's start with that, right? This totally unexpected year. One year ago, you were starting this big important job. At that time, what did you think you would be focused on during this first year? Well, I think the year is completely different than I would have expected. If you'd asked me a year ago what all the things that have happened last year happened, I would have probably uh, assumed that there's no way all that could have happened. And the year went really fast. I can't believe it's been a year, first of all. But if there's a, a single single point of reflection that is really important is it's the way our associates and our team have stepped up. And I have always had a lot of confidence in Walmart associates and the team that I've been able to work with in a few different countries. But, uh, you know, I think it, it's just clear to me that they have exceeded my expectations. And I wouldn't say it's a big surprise, but uh, it's certainly something that we should all be proud of. And, and uh, it's, it's just been amazing to see the things that our team's been able to accomplish in, in just a year. I've heard you say before, you know, anything you're faced with, you, all you need are 10 Walmart associates, a truck driver, and you can figure it out, right? <laughs> That's right. That was, that came from a, a trip to us, actually to a store on a Saturday, not too long ago, that after a hurricane, we, we went to Panama City, Florida, that had just been hit by hurricane powers out in most of the city. And we went to the three stores and they're smiling, they're helping, they're taking care of each other, talking to customers. And when we got on the, on the flight to come home, uh, the divisional that it was with said that whole day is just proof. If you have 10 Walmart associates and a truck driver, give me any crisis and we'll take care of it. And, and I think he's right. Absolutely. Now you've had some really big jobs before, right? Running merchandising and marketing in China, CEO of Sam's Club. How did those experiences prepare you for this job? Well, I, I think I think life is just a big collection of what you've been able to experience and learn, gather and accumulate. And those jobs every one of them, uh, someone on the team or some part of the group or the whole team itself were able to help me learn and, and help me develop and help me grow. And I wouldn't be who I am in, in terms of my career today if I hadn't been a part of those teams and been in those experiences. And they were all different. Um, you know, I think, I think for me, I've, I've always loved variety and I like to run to challenges and I, I see problems and actually like to go to the problem and try to help. And in every one of those scenarios, they're so different that that just stretches out your thinking and, and put me in a position where I could I could learn to think way ahead. I could learn to react. I could learn to step back and reflect. And in, in the year we're in and the, as dynamic as, as this business is in retail, and retail is really an exciting place to work. It's really exciting place to hear because you can do anything in retail. I think some people think retail is just a certain thing, but it's it's anything you can think of. And the breadth of experiences have have really helped me grow. And, and, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing what I'm, I'm doing today if it weren't for all the people that uh, I worked with and who spent some time and taught me things along the way and pushed me. And, and it's, it's, 
it's just great that uh, the company gave me those experiences. Obviously, the big thing this year that no one saw coming, right, was COVID. So when you look back, what stands out to you about what we did as a company and what our associates accomplished and continue to accomplish? The big thing is, is our associates just stepped up and, and the company has three, well, four, um, originally three and then four principles that we operate from. And one of those is, is service to the customer. And, and I think it's much more broad than that this year. And our associates have just been serving others. And I heard it so many times that while people were, they were, they were nervous or they didn't know what to do or they, they weren't sure because the situation is ambiguous. They just said, but our customers need us. And then we're going to figure out whatever it is we need to do because our customers need us. They, they're classified as essential services and they are essential services because for, for months, Walmart associates were feeding the country. And, you know, that a group of people, um, has been inspiring all year. And, and they said we did have priorities and that was of course to serve customers. First priority is to take care of associate safety. Second was then to serve customers and then finally serve others. And then there were some business priorities behind that, but you know, having the chance to work in, in uh, China and Asia, when, when I did, uh, we did, we did experience a few different types of not, not pandemics, but definitely flare ups of things like types of flu and other things. And and some of the ways that uh, that country remediates some of the problems was good for me to be a part of and see when I was there. You had Kelvin Bunkum on the previous episode. He leads our neighborhood market teams. And it was really interesting hearing the two of you talk about having to make decisions you never thought you'd have to make, right? Navigating things you never thought you'd have to navigate, like how to set up a COVID testing site in a store parking lot, implementing safety protocols for both customers and associates, how did you feel having to make these huge decisions just months into the job? It was challenging. All the decisions we've had to make are challenging because there's so many things you have to think through. Um, but the principle was quite clear that in a time of need, then in leadership, you have to step up. And, and in every one of those situations, what I found really helpful were people around me somewhere on the team or somewhere in the world that knew something about an experience or knew how to solve one of these problems who had experience that I could reach out to. And I, I talked to people in the medical field on our own team, Tom Mengelder, who has been on uh, uh, a few different things um, that we've done. Tom is instrumental because he worked at CDC. He's a doctor. Um, I have colleagues and friends in, in Asia who had already been through some of what we were about to go through just a few months ahead of time. Um, I was telling, telling a group the other day that I, I had been to Wuhan and as a, as a merchant when I lived in, in China. So it, it seemed a bit personal at the beginning because I could think about the city and what it, what, what it was like when I was there a few years ago. But, but in every one of these situations that are ambiguous, there's somebody or there's something that you can probably find where there's some sort of experience and, and something that can lead you to making the best choice that you can possibly make. But, the, but at the end of the day, you, you don't want to make any of these decisions alone um, because I'm, I'm not a physician. Therefore, I had to reach out and learn from physicians who know what they're doing. I'm not an economist, so I couldn't predict what was going to happen. But I could, with the team together, we could find the principles we needed to lead through a really challenging time. Well, and that seems to be a recurring theme for you, right? When you are so eager to ask questions, ask for advice, listen, learn. Why is that a priority for you? Well, I, I don't know exactly why, but if you, if you got my personality data, you'd see curiosity is really high at the top. And I'm sure it's, it's something about good genetics from, from my mom or my dad or somewhere in my family or something about the way I grew up. Maybe I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but, 
but finding the finding the next thing, finding the answer, uh, finding um, what's possible. I just think it's it's really inspiring. Um, when I when I grew up, I, I grew up in uh, small towns in central Arkansas, and and we uh, we spent our time when we wanted to have fun running around my grandfather's cow pasture finding a stick. You know, never never in my wildest imagination would I guess you can sit like we're doing this today and talk remote and press a button on your phone and anything you want in the world can show up at your door from the super center down the street or, or uh, fast food or whatever it is. So I just think that the progress that, that we've made in society and technology is just amazing. I imagine no day is typical for you, right? <laughs> I'm not the CEO, but I can only assume every day looks very different. So what types of things are you working on daily and focused on as CEO? Uh, every day is different. I think you you just said it. Um, we we do have a bit of a of a routine to make sure we we allocate time to uh, the future and to the present. And and uh, I do uh, I do get to go out to to stores or, or fulfillment centers, distribution centers, really every week. Um, it's holiday season. We've got an event tomorrow, so we out uh, this Saturday. And and that's always the best part of of the job in the week is talking to people who who are really making it happen. And they've just got such a refreshing way of telling you when things work and when things don't. And, and they're, they're busy and, and the only thing you can do is make it better for them. So um, it's a big, it's definitely a variety. Um, and, and sometimes we can plan things out well and other times life and the world take over and we react and we move on. That's all we can do, right? That's all we can do. <laughs> <I'm> moving forward. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and you know, in any situation, um, just with what's going on uh, today in the country and all around the world, um, there's a process for things. And my view is the process will will work out. And um, we've got strong systems um, in, in the country. We've got strong systems in the company and in the industry. And uh, things will work through the process. And when the process is finished, there will be an outcome. And whatever that outcome is, my view is then as a business person, I have to, I have to decide uh, what's best for my team and my my people given the business. I don't, um, I don't personally spend a lot of time worried about the things I can't control. Um, I just, I just figure out the best thing that we can do together given the situation that we're in. And even in this unexpected year, you mentioned it earlier, you keep pushing for Walmart to be customer focused. Anyone who's around you knows you are always talking about how we need to serve our customers, think differently to better serve our customers. Innovation is obviously a huge piece of that. So are you happy with the progress that we're making? And, and what do you see the next innovation being, right? The next cool thing Walmart is doing. I'm always happy when we're making progress and innovating. And I'm always reminded by something somewhere that we need to go faster. And the world is, is always going to change as faster, faster than, than we are. But we've got to find new ways to stay ahead of it. So, um, uh, you know, on one hand, I'm, I'm really, really proud of the progress and and, and happy, but also I know that the customer's not going to wait for us. They're, uh, they're moving on and, and, and they're going to find something better and it's got to be us that give them something better. Um, as far as, um, you know, what, what's exciting here is, is we have about 5,000 locations and we have great people and inventory that's forward deployed and, and out all across the country. Um, I can't think of a, a better business format and, and retail than the super center that's complemented by the fleet of neighborhood markets and, and the super center with over a hundred thousand items uh, in, in so many places, we can really delight customers regardless of what they're looking for. We can, we can have in there in a couple of days. Sometimes we can have things in a few hours. I've heard a few delivery deliveries lately that are under half an hour from the time the customer ordered, you can pick it up. And, and I think it's still just a fantastic place to shop. So 
what I'm excited about is, is all the, really the list of options that customers have from us. And you mentioned the holiday season. I cannot believe it's already November and the holiday season is upon us. Black Friday looks a little bit different this year, right? We have multiple events, what we're calling deals for days. So during this crazy busy time, what do you want our teams to know right now? It's going to be an exciting month. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to learn what we've tried differently that, that works, what we'll want to adjust in the future. And, and look, I, I'm always excited to, to try something new. Um, we, we've had a plan that's, that's been pretty similar for a long time. And uh, you mentioned Black Friday. That, that term goes back, I think, to the 20s or 30s in department stores when stores had lost money the whole year. And then they, their P&L, their profit and loss statement, goes from the red, red losing money, to the black where they make money. And it's, it's been a signature name for probably close to 100 years, I guess. I'd have, I'd have to look it up. But it's, it's, it's fun to try something new. And, and if the items are, are spectacular and pricing is spectacular and you can deliver to the customer the way they want, the, the date's a little less important. So uh, we've got a, got a exciting month ahead and, and I'm looking forward to uh, the next few weeks. Yes, and Thanksgiving Day will be here before we know it. Last year, you were in stores visiting with associates on Thanksgiving Day, checking in with our tech team, supporting our field associates. This year, all stores will be closed on Thanksgiving Day so our associates can spend the holiday with their loved ones. Why was that an important decision to make, and what will you be doing this Thanksgiving Day? <laughs> well, yeah, good. A couple of things in there. Um, it, it was important um, because one of our associates, people lead in, in Round Rock, Texas, sent us a note and just suggested this would be a really good idea in a year where people could really use the day to be with their family. And it was his email that, that got us from the idea to the decision. And uh, one of our long running principles is listening, was listening to associates that they always have the best ideas. And, and in this case, that, that is definitely true. Um, as far, as far as um, the day itself, um, the, the stores will close on Wednesday night and we'll all go home and, and have the day and, We'll be in uh, late Thursday night, early Friday morning to prepare for uh, the, the last uh, day of deals um, on Friday. And uh, as, as far as what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to enjoy uh, some, some time with my entire family. Um, haven't got to see uh, all of them this year. I'm not sure I'll get to see all of them this year either. Uh, we'll, we'll probably do a, a Thanksgiving meal um, exactly the way we're doing. We'll have a few people here and then the rest we'll, we'll do remote and we'll turn on the uh, turn on the Zoom meeting in the background and we'll just keep it open all day. I love that, right? Technology, it's a beautiful thing. It can be a beautiful right. thing. <laughs> it is, that's exactly right. Looking on this past year, right? Things that you never thought we'd have to deal with. It's even a tricky question to ask. The next year, <laughs> what do you envision the next year looking like? I, I, I don't know. Um, I've, I've heard people say, I, I can't wait for next year, um, but there's really no better time than the present uh, to make the best situation you can out of, of what we're all fortunate enough to be a part of. Um, and who knows? Um, uh, I think, I think uncertainty might be the word. Um, and, and that may, that may continue for months or years. We just, we don't know. Um, we don't know what the future holds, but um, I think uh, the Walmart team has done a great job of, of embracing the present and, uh, and making the most out of, of a really, uh, a really challenging year. This series, right, The Huddle with John Ferner, was, was really your idea. We've been so happy to support you and have enjoyed seeing how associates have responded to this. But could you talk about why it's so important for you to communicate, you know, consistently with our associates, why you do these episodes? I thought early on a really important part of, well, I believe and have always believed that an important part of leading a team is the team knowing 
what you think and what you expect and what you appreciate. And then a year ago, it, it felt like a daunting task of, of how do you get your message out effectively, frequently, and, and really authentically to well over a million people. And I, I felt like, and I think you'll remember talking about this, I felt like if we didn't do something where we can embrace modern ways of communication, then, then others could just decide what was important to me and the team and they could decide what I was thinking because there, were, there were, could potentially be a void in communication. So we decided to do this and do it every couple of weeks to keep it frequent. So it's, it's up to date and I'm sure we'll look back on some and they'll feel like ancient history as times change because things are changing so rapidly and, that, and that's okay too. Um, leaders have to make the best decisions they can based on the information they have at that time. And, you know, a couple of years from now, what we did last year will look different in two years, but in two years we'll be in a completely different situation. So we've always got to be learning, adapting, and, and trying to set things up so that the people that are doing our roles after we get the, the opportunity to do them will have the best chance they can to succeed. Yes. And, and one thing I've really enjoyed seeing is how you truly bring out the best in people. I mentioned it before, you're quick to ask others for opinions and advice. You really listen. You have a strong desire to always keep learning. So thank you so much for making it a priority to connect with your team in a number of ways, including the huddle with John Furr. <laughs> oh, Marissa, thank you. Thanks to the team that puts all this together. Couldn't do it without you. <laughs> Thanks so much, John. Thanks.